22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Here's something I was just thinking about a couple of days ago. Um, obviously, when this podcast comes out, this will be relevant. Um, doesn't the idea of a president getting a dangerous virus at the heart of a global pandemic sound like something out of a bad uh, sci-fi movie? You know what's funny? Yes. 2020 is the name of that movie. Welcome <laughs> to another edition. I swear to God. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 173. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man whose three initials can stand for many things, and usually most of them are explicit. But hey, we just call him MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Yeah, that's right. They're <laughs> all going to laugh at you. That's Carrie. Yes, anybody knows that. Yeah. Yes. Ralph. I knew that as well. Looking yeah. away, looking away. Oh, goodness. All right. <laughs> And our other illustrious host is the man whose acronym is too hard to come up with anything cool or slick. But hey, fuck it. it we've used it for 173 episodes. Why change it now? RT squared, we're off the tech. It's too hard because I'm already cool and slick. Don't need wow. anything else. Wow. So, wow. so the other day. He's like, jizz on, he's like jizz on the floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the other day, as I sat quietly in my therapist's op- uh, office as the police dragged him away in a straitjacket. And, th- and the police officer looked at me and said, that makes seven, Ralph. A thought occurred to me. The ship in Wally uses up energy for artificial gravity just to put people into anti-gravity chairs. Huh. <laughs> It's true. That, that's oh. really good, bro. That one's really good. You <laughs> got some of the website you're using now because you're getting I'm, better with these. I'm like, <laughs> just think about it, though. It's like, why don't they just turn off the gravity or, or regulate how much they're using instead of putting them in gravity chairs? Like, Are you saying that the Wally, the Wally ship needed a power saver mode? Pretty much. That's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> All right. So today, we're going to review a movie that talks about a lot of the familiar subjects that we talk about here on the show. But we're just, um, but the setting is just in another country. <clears throat> Today, or at least today's episode, we will discuss the Netflix movie Unknown Origins. But first, have you ever tried to write an intro for Mike and then have a five-year-old running around? I did, so fuck it. Here's Mike. Quick news. Let's go. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cap. I just wish he'd let the five-year-old write it. Um, <laughs> it might be better. <laughs> it would be a lot better. I'm talking about it. All right. Even during a pandemic quarantine, the vault of stupid ideas is still open for business. Woo-hoo. With only an assumption that he must have compromising photographs of someone at Marvel, Jamie Foxx is set to reprise his hellaciously panned portrayal of Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is so bad, even evil Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 3 doesn't recommend it to people. Uh, now, Fox's <laughs> simultaneously buffoonish and underwhelming performance as nerdy scientist Max Dillon, who becomes the forgettable electrical villain, has been a sore point with Spider-Man fans since the film's debut in 2014. So it is surprising that the powers that be in the MCU thought bringing in bad memories is a way to put audiences in the seats. Fox, however, claims that the new version of the antagonist will be very different from the previous iteration, Fox although so, he provided Fox no information. So, oh, I'm sorry. Jamie sorry, Fox. Yes, his name is Jamie. Jamie I'm Fox. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Cal. Right. The, the Untitled Spider-Man 3 film is still set to premiere December 17th, 2021. Okay. Um, Cap, follow the bouncing ball. Just follow the bouncing up. ball. Shut <laughs> up. Okay. I made a mistake. Fuck it. But let me ask this question. Do you think it's a, it's one of those opportunities for redemption? Let's put it this way: we, Why? we can so, well, well, think of it this way: when you have a a a, a, a actor like Fox, because Fox is good in other things, Jamie Fox is good in other things. It's kind of like what um they did with um with um what's his name De- Deadpool Ryan um Reynolds Ryan Reynolds Reynolds yes yeah, that guy I don't know why I was gonna say Ryan Gosling I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> It's too cute for that. But, um, yeah, um, 
Ryan Reynolds was Deadpool in the original Wolverine and got a chance to do it again, even though it was horrible. Maybe it might be a chance for Fox to do a better version. But again, why? I mean, are, are there are there no other black actors in all of Hollywood? Are there yeah. no actors that could ever have played the part that yeah, right. have no already bad memory to the part? That's my whole point. Is it, there's no reason it's him. It, it, it's I disagree with you, Mike. I'll say this: he, he he's an Academy Award winning actor or Academy okay. nominated actor. You know, he's got chops. Let's put it this way: if you have something like that, if you have a car in your garage that's a quality car but you went on one bad ride you're not gonna sell the car you say hey let's give it one more spin that's okay no that's very true it. academy award winner let's look let's go to Catwoman with holly berry oh next next point <laughs> <laughs> i mean again there's lots of actors out there there's no reason to drag someone from a bad film and also it's not even it was their bad film <laughs> it was fox's bad film. i mean i'm sorry sony's bad film you know like it's like there's no reason you had to but yeah, I mean, I'm like, look, there's lots of people that need uh, a job. You know, his $150 million uh, income, I'm sure he'll be fine at home. I'm like, there's lots of black <laughs> actors out there. There's also actors that aren't black, uh, that are also minorities you know, that yeah. use the job. <laughs> you know, so that's just I one agree. of my things. I'm like, I'm sure he'll be fine if they write the role better, but why is my question. I, I actually have a source that could tell you why that is. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. So, Holy shit, so early. he knows. So, Mike, <laughs> the main reason why they're only going with Jamie Foxx is because you don't return mm-hmm. their goddamn phone calls, Mike. <laughs> They've been calling you nonstop because they want you to do it. They're like, we need Mike. Someone get me Mike. But because you don't return the calls, they had to go with Jamie Foxx. So, well, this has been. You know why they wanted me in the first place, right? Why is that? Because you have a light bulb head? Because no, I got it's just pure power in my pants. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my this god. has been Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. This is the first time Ralph explains it all has been part of the quick news. Let's not ever do that again. Mike, what else <laughs> which we got? is why it's not why, which is why it's not quick. <laughs> um, all right, next up. With the latest James Bond film, No Time to Die, now delayed until April 2021, mm-hmm. Regal Cinema's parent company, Cineworld, is closing all locations in the U.S. and U.K. With a combined total of 671 venues and more than 45,000 employees, the movie chain made its decision without informing workers of the impact. Closure Whoa, should be complete what? by October 8th. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't even know how, to, how I would feel if I was in that situation. I mean, from their point of view, I understand. I mean, they're like, look, we don't have any tentpole movies to drag people that are already worrying about going to the theater to the theater. What's the purpose of being open? You know, I mean, you're besides paying people to do nothing, you're not really doing anything as far as the business goes. I definitely understand it. But it's oh, no, oh, also understand. the other side, it sucks. Like, wow. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. yeah. It really does suck. That yeah. is. Tell you, 25 film. Yeah. And finally. My PSA for those men and women of letters trying hard to keep a step upper lip through these final days. Supernatural season 15, episode 14, begins October 8th and will run until its finale on November 19th. Tune in, tune in. Wow. I haven't seen it often enough to watch. I mean, I'll probably end up watching it just to say I saw the end. Like there was The Sopranos, I, I didn't watch most of it, and then when it came, when the end came, I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch it." But it, this is gonna be, you know, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be an event. Listen, it's gonna be the end of an era. Listen, every one of those episodes, I will probably cry because I know. Oh, I'm sure. I know that the end is near, and when the last one comes on the screen, I don't know if I can, you know, muster up the courage to actually finish it, because if I finish it, then it's over. Yep. Look, I'm tearing oh, up yeah. right I'm gonna now. have the worst. I'm gonna have the. I'm gonna have the the worst postpartum depression ever. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Post-partum At least until the next post show comes would, along. Yeah, without without the pushing, yeah. unless you're watching it while you're in the in the bathroom. Um. So <laughs> that's it. That's all your quickness. That is it. All Keeping right. it quick. Ralphie boy, do you have any quickness? Um, actually, I do. Really? It's Ooh. it's, it's kind of old news. But it's kind of good news. 
for those of you uh, Conroy fans out there, and for uh-huh. for those of you navigation junkies out there who use Waze, uh, they have Kevin Conroy as a voice as Batman for Waze. So you, when you navigate, what? I have been using this thing <laughs> that is for, awesome <laughs> for like the past three weeks, and I am loving every fucking second of it. Even if I know where I'm going, I open Bro. up Waze and I put it on. When did you on. have this? When did you have this? Because you didn't have it. A couple of weeks ago, so. Well, because, you know, we were in the car together. I like spending quality time with you. I don't want to have Kevin, you know, interrupting us. You wow, know? that was sweet. That was real sweet, Ralph. Yeah. All right, well, I, well done, Ralph. Well but done. When, I'm, when I'm alone, I pop that thing on, I turn it on, and I, I set my destination, and then I hear Kevin Conroy's voice come on, cape, check. Keys, check. <laughs> Cow, check. All right. <laughs> Let's get it on. Uh, let's get going. And then, wow. then there's also a voice for the Riddler. I don't remember uh, who does the voice for the Riddler. So you have two options because you could also turn your your icon on the screen into the Batmobile. Ah. Uh, nice. And it is it is just yeah. and it's his evidently Waze paid up some money. Yeah, apparently, that's what I'm saying. And it's, unless Conroy comes cheap, you never know. Yeah, you you got to check. Uh, What's the the cameo app to see um who who's on there? Maybe oh, he's yeah. on there as well. He is on there. You never know. You could get a, a birthday shout out, Cap. Oh, the, the guy who does the Riddler's uh the Riddler's voice is the Wally Wally Wingert. Ah, uh, we don't know who you are. Never heard of him either. <laughs> yeah. But That's Kevin Conroy, I know that guy. But I just want to say, you know, well done. Shout out to Ways for, you know. Uh, bringing the childhood back into it, you know? Agreed. Agreed. That's fantastic. All right, people. Let's go into the main part of the show now that the quick news is done. Let's talk about an interesting movie on Netflix, part of our international series. I mean, we've done Valentine before, The Dark Avenger. So now, Mm -hmm. let's talk about Unknown Origins. And with a synopsis, is a guy who said he was going to do it in Spanish, but we convinced him not to. (laughs) MFG Mike the Finance Guy. (laughs) <laughs> Even I would stop listening. Okay, uh, the, ca- the cast is in Spanish, so we're, so wait a second. Speak fun. for yeah, yourself. Yeah, no, that, that's already. I, I would have loved to have heard Mike's uh, synopsis in Spanish. That would well, have been the funniest we... thing in the world. Well, let's see how it Use is. Use Google Translate. Oh, translate. Unknown Origins, aka Secret Origins, is a 2020 Spanish film released by Netflix streaming service. The dark comedy thriller is based on the novel Origenes Secretos by David Belan Galindo. The film was also directed by Galindo from a screenplay by, again, Galindo and Fernando <laughs> Navarro. Unknown Origins has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 67% with an audience score of 69%, while Metacritic decided to snub reviews for the foreign film altogether. I don't what even understand what, what, they, what they review anymore. <laughs> you know. They review anyway. those who pay them. Yes, they Probably. do. Uh, Synopsis time. Mm -hmm. Murder with makeup, killings with cosplay, and torture in tights. The city of Madrid is beset by a serial killer with a penchant for grim reenactments of popular Marvel Comics Silver Age covers. Daryl Detective Valentin is a dark knight partnered with a man-child comic store owner in an attempt to capture the maniac. The murders get more brazen and public as a dysfunctional duo and a foul-mouthed cosplaying chief of homicide close in on the killer. Is he a psychotic fanboy or a supervillain looking for a superhero? It's time to pull up your big boy pants and put out your childish things because solving this whodunit takes more nerd than nerves. Mm. All right, now this is starring. Yeah, it is. It's starring Javier Rey as David Valentin, Antonio Racines as Cosme, Braze Efe as Jorge Elias, Veronica Echegui as Norma, Ernesto Oterio as Bruguera, Leonardo Sparaglia as Paco, Alex Garcia as Javier, Carlos Arese as Galvan, and Fran Blue as Victor Vid. All right, so let's talk about it. Unknown origins. Um, I'm glad Mike didn't do it in Spanish. But before we even get into the movie, <laughs> let's press that spoiler button that we've paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. 
Uh, I would want him to speak Spanish. That would be interesting. And who I'm referring to is the guy who provided us with the spoiler warning, which is Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Oye, ¿qué es eso? Oh, eso. Es Stush. Es Stush. Stush. Wow. He didn't go Spanish. Wow. Okay. He went straight Mexican. He went straight Mexican. That's right. <laughs> For all my Mexican listening fans out there, you're welcome. He said, fuck the Spaniards. I'm going with Mexico. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's let's talk about this movie. So I now when we in in the meetings, I believe was this your recommendation, Mike? Yes, it was. Probably. I'm the only one classy enough to watch foreign films. You bastard. No, you're the only one bored enough to fucking watch international (laughs) films. Um, Points of order. I would like the record to show that it was in my queue. Before okay. he suggested it. Okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, let me yeah. let, let's let's <laughs> let's talk let's talk about this this film that that's come out of left field. So, um, it's interesting when we watch an international film, and especially in this genre, because it, the way they go about it is totally not only totally different, but the the things they use and and the storytelling devices they use, and obviously budget. It's totally different than what we're used to in the age of Warner Brothers slash DC and Marvel. Um, yeah, well, this isn't a blockbuster film, you know. Yeah, so no, blockbuster went bankrupt. Oh God! Making making this making this film. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so let, let, let's go for um, let's go for what did you like about the movie? What did you like about this international movie about? And what did Mike say? Seven with comic books. That's kind of how we described it. Is. The movie it's, 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 it is. Yeah. It is really uh, the movie Seven with, with comic books in them. And they even reference it themselves in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, when Jorge, he was just like, when they're going down like the list of possible titles that this killer could be imitating, he's like, oh, this would be much easier if he was just the Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, yeah, exactly. It would be. Um, I. I We'll get to other points later. I really initially enjoyed the tone of the film. Uh, initially, like I, it, it, it's a movie that I hoped was going to follow a certain path of storytelling that it didn't, uh, which I was not happy about. But I did like the initial tone of it. Um, I like that it also, it's kind of like for nerds. I mean, it's it's accessible to anybody that wants to have the time of day. But it's like no, no, no. This is for comic book nerds. Everyone mm-hmm. else can join in and watch it, but that's this is the audience. It's not. A, it's, we're not making it for everybody and hoping to entertain the nerds. This is for nerds. Yep. You know. I, I mean that the one scene in the uh, in the comic book store when uh, when David goes uh, to do research and and Jorge gives him the comics and he's paying for them and he tells him he's like, "You were probably the jock in high school and you got all the, the attention, but here, here you're the freak." Like that yeah. was that was a line that a nerd wrote that he's like fuck yeah I'm gonna get back at all you fucking people that picked on me in school and and you know and called me names and whatnot and then here we go because especially before yeah, that when when he goes um, I don't want to call like a bunch losers. of losers and then yeah. he's yeah. like no he's a dentist this guy runs his own business this guy's like a fucking millionaire so who's the loser now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it, was de- it was definitely like it was, the, the lines were over the top and not said as well as they could have been. But like, like I said, the love is there. You're like, yeah, man. Well, it sounded better in Spanish. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll definitely get to that in a second. Um, Ralph, what about you? What are things that you liked? And I know, Mike, I know you're not done with saying the things you like, or is that it? I mean, that was enough. I thought Ralph kind of covered what he liked. But what else did you like there, Ralph? Um, I kind of liked the dynamic that. Um, David and Jorge had, you know, See, was, I didn't like that oddly enough. <laughs> I, I like their their dynamic because it seems like he's the sidekick, you know, like he's he's there to help, but he's more like he's more like the oracle, you know, right? That's providing him in a certain direction. Yeah, right. So it was it was um, kind of okay. interesting because that's because you don't really know everyone's full role until the end, you know. Because right. then it was in towards it's more towards the end where you see that nor okay Norm was the sidekick, and then um, uh, Jorge's father is 
the mentor. And then Jorge is the Oracle. And of course, David is Batman. I am Batman. <laughs> uh, um, I'll say this. I guess after being exposed to Valentine, the, um, um, the Dark Avenger, mm-hmm. I had to kind of like put my expectations back a little bit. I can't kind of remember, hey, look, this is not a, a Marvel film or any of the big budgets. You know, it's not even a Sony freaking, you know, um, Valiant film. So well, I, it's I actually like, also not a comic book. It's right. not even a comic book character. Yeah, but it's you know it's it's, it's like based on comic book you know um it's just you know like 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 the Big Bang Theory or like you know shows that talk about that subject matter, but it's not from a comic book. But right, I, I guess I kind of I, I mean I I enjoy what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like I, I don't want to say I'm going to slam it right now. I'm just saying that there. Um, there's some things about it that I I saw what they're trying to do, like trying to. I at first I thought I would like the relationship with um, with um, Val. Jorge and David. Yeah, or, or, or I keep on to call him Val. Apex slash Vertex. What the fuck is that shit about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but between Jorge and David, but um, I actually like Cosme a lot. I don't know why. There's something about Cosme oh, that co- felt. Well, Cosme was just—I mean—he was a nice, you know, guy that was open-minded to different things. I mean, he's the but, old, the old guard seemed, going out, you know. He seemed—he just seemed very, very like. There's some actors that can't pull off wise. They could be old, but don't pull off wise. He pulled off like, yeah, I want to well, in the movie. I want him to kind of, you know, like be the guiding hand. I, I did, I mm-hmm. did like him, you know, the way he portrayed it. Cosme actually reminded me of like an older Bruce Wayne, and then David would be like Terry McGinnis taking over. Because he's he's the one with all the experience, and he actually solved you know the, who was behind everything at the very end. Um, and David never actually learns the truth, so it's kind of right, kind of like you right, know. But at the same time, though, David, I mean, I, I mean, I see a correlation, but I mean, David is not a newbie. Like where Terry McGinnis literally had to learn everything ground up. David is an inspector. I mean, he like he said, he goes, I spent several years to become an inspector, and he is a good uh, detective. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I you know, it's just that he, you know, he just wanted to learn more from Cosme, but I mean, he was his own thing. I didn't like the relationship between him and, and Jorge because it just, it was just forced. Like, like, well, it was very forced, especially their their friendship was immediately. <laughs> oh forced. my god! It, it, yeah. it, it just made no sense. I mean, I get that they just need to move the movie along, maybe. Because it was only like a hundred uh, minutes long, so it's not a yeah. uh, you know it long, it's yeah. not a very long movie. I, I don't know if like you know because again it's from a novel that itself I think the, the novel is like two hundred and fourteen pages or something. So it definitely it has a decent amount of weight to it. So maybe the you know but but because it is a lower budget, maybe they just didn't have the funding to get you know longer time or something like that. So I didn't like that that was very forced. I didn't like their relationship because it, it was it was so antagonistic that it wasn't enjoyable for me. Like you know and that be, and then for Tim. For them to become friends so quickly, because it was necessary, also just felt extra force. Um, you know, because like, 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 even David points out at one point, he's just like, you know, this real people are dying right now. You know, so like the man-child routine just kind of felt out of place, and it also is what for me stopped it from becoming seven with comic books. <laughs> you know, it's what it's their dynamic that that pulled the movie to me in an unfortunate direction and then the writing around all the other characters also I especially by the time you say, got towards the end as they got towards the end it was like that well the chief of homicide was just laughable it was <laughs> it wasn't even believable that she had a job as a receptionist at the police let alone that she's in charge of the entire unit my, made no sense you know my, i swear those are the two next questions i was just gonna ask right now <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god but let me ask ralph because we'll, we'll circle back to that in a second Ralph, what are the things about the movie that you were like, ah, because, you know, Mike already jumped on the not likes. We were going there anyway, so. Well, so I I, I did enjoy the movie. I'm not going to say that I didn't. But they were like. Oh, I enjoyed it. They were like obvious, you know, like plot holes that you're like, wait a second. Um, How is that possible? Like, like jumping. Right. Jumping a little bit ahead toward towards the uh, towards the end, where you have like the water treatment plant thing. Like, have you ever mm-hmm. tried getting into a water treatment plant? There is a ton of security. I'm talking about like 
but almost like maybe in Spain there isn't Fort Knox <laughs> level type of security. You can't even drive a car up to the place without hitting security. And this guy just drives right. up and the other guy has a whole vat of fucking acid inside. Like, okay. I, or, okay. Sure. I, I can, you know, put away my disbelief for like a suspend my disbelief for a little bit, but I'm like, come on. How, how far do you want me to suspend this man? Like, well, right. my, my 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 belief isn't um, I didn't have to be suspended for there not being a lot of people on the outside because it's storytelling and this is essentially an origin story for a superhero to a point, you know, even though it's supposed to be real life where there's superheroes are in comics. But my point was there's no one on the inside of the yeah. facility. Th- yeah, that too. E- even even if you just even if you just said there's no guards or whatever and they just you know they just lock the door. I mean, but there's no one inside the place. That's weird. So basically, it's yeah. a self-sustaining, self-running water water treatment plant. Apparently, know? it's one of those new which I, is, which I guess has really got a you know a good green you know a green living spot right there. Yeah, There's, it's funny because you're talking about the plot. Well, it kind of going back to what Mike said before I get back to the plot. What pulled me out before I even criticized the plot was how bad the writing was in regards to dialogue. Because you can have a bad plot, mm-hmm. but if you f- if you feel like the people talk like real people, or that they're not like right. you know, um, they're not these um campy kind of you know um, things that people have used over and over, you know, right. you know, okay, well, you know, I can kind of deal with it because I like the kids. I just think the fucking story sucks. But it wasn't even that. Like the, the the relationship between the father and the son. I mean, that was probably one of the more genuine things, and that's pushing it. Because it's the whole, right. I don't like him because he's a nerd. And it's not for nothing. The ideas they were using were very old. Like the idea of, oh, geeks are outcasts. Da, 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 da. 80s, 90s, you pull that off. Now, you can't. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, 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 the minute they introduced that idea as, as a trope, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, geeks are, you know, like when, when, um, that, when, when Valentin was making his comment about geeks and how he felt about them, I was like, oh, well, this is, feels like it's well out of touch. And just right. how they responded to each other, how the chief was. I'm like, okay, so the chief's right. in cosplay. I felt like I was in an anime. All right. Well, that, I mean, an now, anime? again, you know, like, again, like, the things that you have to ask yourself, though, is that, don't forget, this is from Spain. I don't know how Spain deals with the comic book culture there at all. They right. may not have a very high opinion of it or high value of it. I do not know that. Um, so that might be a little bit of a point there. It, but it felt like very often, and I agree with you about the writing and stuff like that, it, it felt like the because this again it is a book that's uh, you know done in screenplay but it's all by the same person so it's not even an excuse of like well they took my work and they did something weird to it. it's like no it's your own work and you did this to it you know if this is not reflective of the original work i don't know but right. it felt like what they were trying to do was give me a comic book feel like that like you said like these cliche um uh turns of phrase or whatnot along with like the quickness of relationship building and stuff like that. So it's, it's almost like you're trying to give me that comic book quickness, but at the same time, you're trying to actually be a real movie that's got some grit to it. And that's, that would be hard for a great writer. And obviously this was not a great writer doing the screenplay. So it really did not work. Those two did not push together. Well, they uh, like I said, when the, part, when the parts were, when the parts were more like seven, that was actually effective. Like mm-hmm. anytime that they arrived at a murder scene, when they investigated the murder scene, or when they're trying to locate who might be the new, new murder, those scenes for me worked really well because the actors seemed comfortable doing that and the writing felt comfortable doing that. It felt right. like all the stuff that's supposed to be fun uh, and, and, and it's supposed to be entertaining for the nerds, that part felt forced and it felt like the actors themselves weren't even comfortable with doing it. You know, and that, that I felt was weird. Between that and also, and maybe this is maybe because I'm a visual person, the color palette they used was at times too bright and the lighting was just too bright. I'm like, this was kind of a dark, okay. like, like you're saying, like it's, it's in the middle of the city, it's kind of, kind of a dark, seedy mm-hmm. kind of feel in certain instances. And then they walk into a place like, whoa, it's well lit. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, no, and again, that's the thing. I'm like, are you trying to give me that again, that comic book feel, that lightness of, of old-timey comics that, that I don't know. I mean, whether it was just bad decision-making or if that was the feel they were trying to give and trying to, you know, do a juxtaposition. If they were trying that, it just, again, it did not work. I agree with you. The the brightness was very bright at times. Whereas, again, any part that was very much the detective seven-type side was 
it was it was lit properly. Everything about those scenes was proper. You know, it was the rest of it that was just it was either garish or glaring very often. What, what do you think, Darrell? They were. Um... They didn't organize the panels well, so they just swapped. They went from one panel to the next without a good transition. Kind of does feel like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, um, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. No, I was about to say, like, what things that were interesting, though, when I was uh, researching for the, uh, about this and stuff like that, was the many of the names that were used were actually names of Spanish comic book publishers that had the rights to DC and Marvel and, uh, and some mangas and stuff like that. I thought that was actually really interesting. Um, so I can see again where homage was paid and they were trying to do service to it. Like for instance, Professor Navarro, which was the villain. Navarro was uh, editorial Navarro, which uh, published comics from 4985. And those are mostly Walt Disney and Disney comics. Uh, oh, wow. Victor Vid was a uh, grupo editorial Vid, which used to be, which became Mundo Vid. And they, they published from 1940 to 2005. And those were like DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, Manga, and Manhwa titles, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Bruguera is also was editorial Bruguera from uh, 1910 to 1986. Oh, wow. Uh, was it? Uh, yeah, um, Norma, even the name Norma was Norma Editorial from 1977, and they're still producing mainly original Spanish comics, and then they also have some European and American titles. Uh, where Victor Vid lived was a place called Circo, and that's uh, Ediciones Circo, and they only published in 1983. And then wow. Vertice, which was Apex's other name, because those are the vertices of the triangle. Vertice is um, Ediciones Vertice. Then they published from 1963 to 81. And they, they published like Phantom comic stuff like that. So it was just, it was that I had to give the credit that they put some thought into that. And I, I respect it, even cool. though I, I've, I've only heard of like maybe one of those publishers, it was still really cool. Like that, but they did try and like throw something back out there that, you're just really not going to know running the mill. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that is very cool. I just wish that it was tied into a good movie. <laughs> yeah. No, no, very true. But there were some things that were cool. Like, uh, like, how did you guys feel about some of the, um, the, the special effects? Like when they show some of the, 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 the ghastly deaths and, you know, some, some of the, the, when they had to use special effects, how did you feel that was done? Was, you know, I mean, the, the was it okay for his budget or? The uh, the scarecrow like scene was pretty cool. I wasn't expecting that. You mean at the, towards the end? You mean or in when, the when he gets exposed? Middle? When David gets exposed to the hallucinogenic uh, gas? And oh, he's ex- oh, okay. And he's when they find Professor Navarro, yeah, for the first time. And mm-hmm. I was like, how much more Batman can you fucking get? Of course, you're gonna mm-hmm. gas well, him. They weren't being sneaky. I mean, this is them. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But I'm just like. Come on, you're just shoving it down my throat at this point. Well, how did you guys? When he gets into the car, right before he he um, he goes to that in in that scene, he gets into the car, and the the Batman CD is playing. Yeah, he's got Batman. I'm like, oh come on. (laughs) They they know their audience for that one. But but my question is like, um, but how did you feel when? Where we initially, again, this is the initial part, when we learn, like, oh, well, you know, my family was killed yeah. in an alleyway when we came out of the... Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, what? <laughs> and then to find that, like, that, that piece of paper had Detective Comics number 33 showing that, like, the killer had already killed his parents mm-hmm. uh, in 1989 as part of this entire scenario. Like, what did you think, at least, again, when that was seen to us before we found out anything more. How did you feel? But were you like, this is too much? Or were you like, hey, this is great? Oh, 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 oh yeah. Go, go ahead, Ralph. Go ahead. When I saw that, I was like, well, obviously this shit cannot be true. Because if that was the case, even assuming the guy was 20 years old, um, let's assume he was 20. Well, he was 60. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I'm like come on. Or actually, no. He'd be, he would, no, if he was 20, he'd be 50. Before, which is actually around the age of Bruguero. He'd be 40 because he said that, that it happened 20 years ago. The, the murder guys, took place in 89. Yeah, but uh, David is 28. Because it was eight. No, he, he, was, he was eight when it happened. And the guys, right. and then they said it happened 20 years ago. But it, I mean, I, I mean, if they said that, that would even be bad math. Because like I said, if they're, if they're in current time, so it's 89. So just round to 90. We're in 20. So that's 30 years. Well, the movie didn't come out in so, 20. 
No, I, right. It came a little before. I'm just saying, even in modern times, if you if you take 89 right. to now, that's Listen, only 30 years. And if not... he was 20, that's still only... That, like, my point is, Bruguero is the age of the guy that could have done it. He was a gray-haired man around his 50s. He is actually the age of the guy. You know? It's it's just didn't seem right, you know. It just it didn't seem right, right, but nonetheless, you know, the killer actually is of the appropriate age for that to have worked. Yeah, you know that it does it does work that way, you know. But yeah, when that when he said that, I'm like, this better not be real because that's just over the to think that you you've waited from 1989 until now to start killing again. Yeah, (laughs) in hopes in hopes that this person because of that particular tragedy would have gone into law enforcement. Like, you know, that, that's too much <laughs> of a jump, you know. But, of course, we do find out later that that was a plant by the villain just to, you know, uh, dr- basically drive the detective kind of insane uh, thinking that he killed his parents. You also, know? also, we shouldn't refer to him as a villain. He's more of an anti-hero. No. No, yeah, he's not a no. hero. Think, think about it. Think about it. The, the people that he killed weren't good people. And they the, weren't bad. The only bad person he killed was Spider-Man. That's the only one no, who was no. actually he, a bad person. He said that the uh, the arms dealer guy sold drugs. Um, one of them, damn, he explained it. He explained each one what the, what they did. I I don't remember exactly each one, but each one. And then the the Spider-Man guy raped and dismembered the girl. The, the, That's what I'm saying. That one the was fireman, definitely. The fire guy was a pyro... Uh, pyro t- uh, um, maniac? Yeah, was a pyromaniac. So he was lighting fires on purpose. The uh, the scientist... I forget which what he was doing. And then the billionaire guy also did some shit bad too. Yeah, so but they, what it was was that like none of it though was just like... It's like, yeah, you could just have them arrested. Like, none of it was so horrible that you were like, yeah, they deserve them. Like, no, you're just crazy. Drug and then dealing don't isn't the horrible? Ex- for having being murdered like that, I mean, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't say they didn't say he was El, El Chapo. They, <laughs> they didn't say he, was he wasn't. <laughs> right. Well, that's the whole thing. Um, and then also, don't forget the X Men, which is just a bunch of people at a comic book shop. Okay, that, right. one, <laughs> that one. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like he was just crazy, <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah. What do we think of our villain? What do we think of um? Antihero. Villain. <laughs> how, how about this? Antagonist, because that would be the correct word. Sure, that works. I'll, I'll go with that one. What do you feel about my antagonist? I'm sorry. I, I, um, I, well, I mean, to call me. well, it's good that you know that, you know, eating is more important than this show right now. But, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I, the, the thing is, it's because of the, the type of movie I knew I was in store for. This is no lie. And unfortunately, there's no one here to verify it. The right after they find the first victim, the next scene is them in the coroner's office, and I'm like, oh, that's the killer. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was literally, and there's nothing he did. I just was like, oh, he's the killer. I, I saw that. <laughs> so I just waited until I was right. You know, I just waited until I was right. But I'm like, oh, I'm seven minutes into this film. He's the killer. <laughs> yeah. He was. He was wow. way into those dead bodies. I'm like, yeah, this the guy. This the guy. Oh. You know, they well, they played him as the coroner and like a lot of things that are just really into dealing with the death. But it was just one of those. It's just that I looked at the, no, was... you know, we saw the characters that we saw, and I'm like, eh, he's got to be the killer. <laughs> and then as and then as our pool didn't really grow with any more suspects, it's like Scooby Doo. You're like, oh, you're just like the one person that doesn't fit in, so you're definitely the killer now. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh uh, man, do you remember? I don't know if you ever watched the uh, the Scooby Doo one, a pup named Scooby Doo. I've mm. I've known of the show, but when no, they were kids, yeah, I've seen some, yeah. And, and then every time Freddie would be like, "It's Red Herring." Oh yeah, and, and it's the kid being Red Herring. No, that wasn't his name. That wasn't his name. Yes, it was. Was it? Yeah, I thought his name was something else. No, it was Red Herring, and he had red hair. Oh, I thought his name was something else. Yeah, no, I remember this... that. And I know Fred always chose him. I just thought his name was something else, though. Um, the this conversation take longer than talking about the movies. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> But as far as Bruguero goes, though, I mean, I was fine up until his his uh, his monologuing at the end, because it's by the time he explains what he's doing and why. And I'm and I'm like, I mean, I get it, but it just wasn't a strong enough reason. It was 
it got by that point it, it became very disappointing like all the other disappointing stuff that was happening towards the end for me by this point i was like okay well now we're just the, the shark has jumped the shark has jumped been blown up by you know the people in the in the bigger boat <laughs> you know the other the guy that jumped the shark yeah. has already crashed into the water and broken a leg you know um i was just like okay i just want this movie to be done by this point <laughs> really you i mean like, no, no i mean because again i enjoy I, I did enjoy the film but that the ending was very disappointing i for me yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah go ahead Barf, i'm sorry the the ending seemed a little bit rushed like they just hit their budget they blew their whole budget on uh on just that big uh pile of fake euros mm-hmm and they're like, oh shit, we gotta we we, we gotta uh, cobble something together. Um, what do we get those fake euros for? Okay, we're gonna use uh, uh, um, wrap up scene. All right, cool. We'll, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that. That's that's what it seems. <laughs> well, like. I think I think I think they paid for the end of the film using the fake euros, <laughs> <laughs> and they they just had to wrap this up quickly because the, the, the people were like, wait a minute, this isn't real money. That's that's um, why. Oh, if nothing. Another interesting thing, by the way, is that um, the the shop, the comic book shop, yeah, they uh, they built that comic book shop, like not from the ground up. In other words, it was an empty storefront, but they built it into a comic book shop um, in Madrid. And it, they, it was reading, they said that because there's no comic. Book, so this is the thing where, again. While I why I think that they don't have a big uh, thing in Spain about comic books, they were like there was no comic book shop anywhere in the area. So that when people saw it, they kept going in. And people are like, and especially little kids were going in there because they had comic books up and stuff like that. And they're like, no, 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 sorry, this is a prop for a movie. And people were like disappointed. And especially the kids, they were like, but you've got comic books up on the wall. And they're like, yeah, but they're, they're not for sale. Okay, my guess we're making our living. Let's go. Oh, no, wait, Spain. Never mind. Never mind. Spain. Oh, exactly. But I just thought that was kind of cute. I was just like, oh, those poor kids. We yeah, could probably right. make a Imagine killing if, if we. Uh, if it wasn't Spain, <laughs> no, we we go we 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 buy a whole bunch of comic books over here. And we go over there, start up a store, sell them all in English, and be like, "You guys better fucking learn English." I don't care. He's forgetting about the deficit, isn't he? <laughs> There's a deficit in Spain. Well, I, I mean, well, I in mean, th- Europe in general, but yeah, so pretty much. Well, they just have hard times, but There's, our, our money would go far. Let's just put it that way. There's oh, this thing true. called that's the news. True. Never heard of it. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, I want to go back to the chief. What was it about the chief that was so annoying? Mike says you couldn't believe her to be the um, the person in charge of anything. I couldn't Dude. believe she was the secretary. <laughs> I it was good. I actually found it quite refreshing to to see this character. Sure, you know. It's a little bit hard to believe that she's in charge, but she seems to have her serious moments. So I could see why she would be in charge at one point. But it was just fun to see like someone like that, you know, in charge of a of a whole police squad. Well, so the thing is, like with my with the character for me, it's it's like I I don't even know a moment that she seemed to be that serious. I mean, like the time that it was more drama, fine, but like they ne- you never saw her do police work. Like at least right. David and Cosme, you saw doing so. Like it's like okay, she's in charge, but she's not doing anything valuable in the least. She's also not even in charge of her own people because they're just doing whatever they want. She does whatever they want. So I'm like, you don't feel like you're in charge. You feel like a coworker that's of the exact same level that's just bored. You know, I mean, and beyond even that, like I, said, I just it was just the way that her character was written. I mean, you know, like like you know, it was like okay, so she's in this police force which is i'm sure predominantly uh male as well so she's she's hard talking but there was nothing that actually required her to be hard talking because she was never doing anything that required this you know so it just came off to me that she was just a crass woman at that point you know like Mm -hmm. she wasn't tough she just was foul mouthed and i'm like all right and then then suddenly she's defined by being in love with the detective and I'm like, so you're not even a powerful woman because you're immediately defined by a man in this film, <laughs> you know, um, who's 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 making decisions, especially by the end, telling her what to do. And I'm like, 
yeah, I mean, I'm not saying this was not this was a movie for women's rights, but I'm just like I found her completely ineffective as a character because she did nothing besides be the female character. That's all she was. She was she was yeah, the love interest was, that made no sense, right. you know. Or you could see her as the one who made him become the person he became at the end. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, her, more to do with that. <laughs> if it wasn't for her, he wouldn't have worked with uh, Jorge, and then uh, wouldn't be so involved with the comic books. And well, if it wasn't him, for her, she made if it, him. If it wasn't for her as well. If it wasn't for her, he would have been working with Cosme, who kind of had an inkling of that, would have consulted his son, and they would have just solved the case anyway. Touche, Mike. <laughs> you know, like... Touche. <laughs> Especially considering that the person that solved the case, Cosme, he would have been working with him. <laughs> and he probably would have you been know. alive at the end, too. Oh, Yeah, there's that. that as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I, it was just one of those characters that, like, I just felt that she was completely unnecessary. She was just meant to be the female character, and we can put her in some slightly sexy cosplay. And also, yeah. she's making these intense... I mean, again, we know it's a humorous story, but it's like, you're making these intense cosplay outfits when you're chief of police. When do you have time to do any of this? Right, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and she helps the stitch. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You didn't well, notice... She made the whole Hotmail costume, remember? <laughs> you didn't notice the, uh, the sewing machine and the uh, other... The, the poly kids in the back of, of her office. But that would be even worse for a female character. Oh, yeah, I sew as well while I should be working. I'm a responsible woman. <laughs> she sews while uh, she's working. She solves cases uh, and makes outfits. But she doesn't! <laughs> hey, I got a hold of her police record, and she solved over 100 cases. On her first yeah, day. But she committed. <laughs> she committed all of them. Oh boy. Um Yeah, all right, all right. Um it, it, it's okay, I've got a question that's a little bit off the beaten path. What is with them and Harry Buttholes? <laughs> Not buttholes, uh, but again, I'm, but, I'm assuming it's a, I'm assuming it's again a cultural thing, I guess seeing the, the, the butt crack is I mean with us we find it humorous, I mean, I funny and, and disturbing, yeah. but I'm assuming there though it probably maybe it has much more of a relevance of like it's a, sh- it's a sign of maybe a, a person that's not, you know, well-groomed or well-cultured and well-kept. Right. You know, I, think it, it was, I mean, again, I can only assume. I think that scene was just more to show um, David's OCD-ness, how, like, that, seeing that made him uncomfortable. But don't forget, his father had the same reaction. Because remember, it was twice that they, they showed yeah, but twice. his butt crack when he bent over. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It must be a cultural thing. <laughs> I was just kind of like, guys, what are we... What? Come on. And I, and I got the See, person. like I said, you got to watch more international films. You start to get these things. You're like, oh, it must be cultural. I've learned something now. Yeah, learn how horrible their filmmaking is. <laughs> and not all Spanish, Spanish filmmaking just this particular film. Um, was there, let me ask you this, because Mike mentioned, it's funny because I wrote this question down before, even knowing all the references that Mike threw out. Do you feel like all the references they use was well used or too much? You mean of the, the the normal references that most people would have found, not the, um, yeah, the the ones that are a little bit more blatant and out there, the ones that they mentioned and you know costumes I mean, that they used and. Well, it's oddly enough, I found like I said, as much as I said that this film was definitely written for nerds, the parts like the that they hammered in about like uh, the scenes in the combo covers that felt more like it was geared towards people that don't know comics, like you know, I mean, like like I did like the fact that like. Uh, even David, when they were like, well, you know, strung up like that, he's like the amazing guy. I know who that is. <laughs> and it's like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you for not letting me explain that. Um, I, I thought, like I said, I thought the murders were fun. Um, and so a lot of references there, like, like I did enjoy the Human Torch one. Yeah. Oh, Beyond that, it was yeah. just disturbing. Besides the fact that it was disturbing as hell. Um, but it was just great. Because, I mean, the moment I, one moment I saw the smoke, I'm like, Human Torch. The moment I saw the tube, I'm like, Human Torch Robot. <laughs> Even before he right. went in, I was like, you know, like the only one, you know. Um, and I got actually excited because, again, I liked that scene because it, it was like that feeling of, holy man, this guy's demented. You know, this this still feels like it's it's going to be this like gritty-ish mystery, but with comic theme type thing. And I was like, oh, this is this is cool, you know. Right. And no. 
Eh, negative. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about that scene now, Ralph? Yeah, what did you think, Ralph? About the Human Torch scene? Yeah. I thought it was And also fire. about their use of the references. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Um... All right, every, everyone listening, you can all you, you can roll your eyes now. Michael's <laughs> about world, to say, all, all your eyes. I'm like, okay, that works too. As the world collectively rolls their eyes, I continue. So, um, yeah, I thought there were a lot of references. Like, I'm pretty sure like they don't go two scenes without having another reference. But I enjoyed it. You know, it's it's yeah. the, the nerd in me was like, hell yeah. Mm. And then the I'll non-nerd in me was like, what am I doing here in front of all these nerds? And then the nerds in me were like, shut up. Just enjoy it. The nerd in me was like, okay, this is nice. But it's almost like when, you're, when your mom buys you an Avengers t-shirt from like like 15 years ago. And it's like, looks like the... like. Somebody drew the Avengers on it. Like, okay, the effort was there, but you know, it's not a it's not a great T shirt by any means. It's, it's, it's the, the Avengers logo. Button. Is the Avengers logo in marker? V's in a <laughs> circle instead of the A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I see what you try to do here, Mom. It's the great. Avengers. No. <laughs> the event the Avengers. Because that's what the accent is. <laughs> Um, or the A has an accent on it. <laughs> how, how do we feel about our climax? I do say I like one thing about the climax, about when um, the the professor, you know, the doctor, decides to, you know, like, he, he ties up Cosme and explains his whole plan. The fact that he burned his face off, I was like, well, no, all no, right. No. It's a little thick. Correction. He melted his face melted off. Melted his face off. Okay, melted his face off. That's correct. Because burning would imply fire. He used what appears to be an acid, which I don't understand how his eyes came out okay. But It's called convenient. Yeah. Because, <laughs> listen, I've never, you know, plunged my face into a vat of acid or anything like that. Why not? Or, But, you know, I'm pretty sure that if you do do that, it's gonna burn your eyes right through your eyelids so he had them closed really 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 tight that and he had like really 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 good mascara on that kind of blocked it it was waterproof that makes and acid proof what makes 100 percent sense <laughs> he, he had those acid yeah, contact lenses i got you i got you all yeah. right Maybe it's acid. And also, Maybe it's Maybelline. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's definitely acid. It burns like hell. <laughs> and then they come, they'll surprise you. Surprise, it's Maybelline new acid mascara. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, and also, like, it got weird. Like, I mean, when it was when it was just makeup, it looked fine. But at times, it was also CGI. And it was like, okay, your, C- your CGI budget is running out, isn't it? <laughs> you know. Um, by the way, I just want to let you know that this book, which you might think with, like I said, with the way it feels, the way it's clunky that way, at least the script anyhow, what the script is, uh, clunky as the script is, the book was actually written this year in May, or I should say it was published this year in May. So it's not even like this is some old book that they they drummed up and decided to put into film. No. So So what you're saying... You should have lied to me, Mike. You should have lied to me. So, wait, (laughs) Mike, what you're saying is that my book has a chance of becoming a movie... Within the next two months. Interesting. I did not say that, but it could be said. That's what I'm hearing, though. That's what I'm hearing. I'm going to have to call my publisher. How do we feel about the ending, guys? How do we feel about the ending and Uh, the post-credit ending? um, You know, like I said, I mean, you know, they tried to tie up everything. I mean, you you, you know, uh, Cosme finally got to say that he was proud to Javier because, you know, of thinking that David was now Javier. So that... You know, that was your, your cute, like, you know, tying everything up finally before he dies. Um, I Again, I just felt it was just so over the top that it just felt like they just tacked it on. It just felt like someone was going, and then wouldn't it be cool? And then wouldn't this be cool? And then, you know, it just felt like one thing. I mean, even down to the point he's like, oh, I've, I've sawed the railing so that it'll definitely break away. And, it, you know, and I, I'm like, you are too gleefully about to kill yourself. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's, in the hopes that this makes a superhero, which then it did. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole thing. Like I was thinking to myself, I'm like, so the villain won in this whole story because he got what sure. he, he he got what he wanted in, at the very end, and then 
Just, just like the, and it cost him everything. Yeah, please. <laughs> the the because uh, at the very end when uh, when he's hanging from the ledge, and he's like, um, "You're a police officer," and he goes, "I don't see any police officers here," and he puts on the mask. I swear to God. Oh my God! He, yeah, he came in his pants. Like it's like <laughs> you could see like just the old face on him, even though his face was melted. He had the old face. <laughs> And he's like, "Oh yes, that's the stuff. Say it again. Say it again." Well, but then he just and then he just releases his hands. You're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that. That was too." But the, the funny part is, and it would be great for an alternate ending of him not getting his way is when they, because the tact on part, like the very very end, was even worse when they're like, "Yeah, you know, Bruguera disappeared, and we had no clue where it was, and we kind of traced the the uh, polonium signal uh, tracing." Back to the to this one mansion place and da 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 and it had the clock that was timed to it, it was a doorway really that if you use Bruce Wayne's parents' death time it opened it up you know to the bat pole basically and goes down into the secret cave where there is a what <laughs> five foot stack of money <laughs> yeah. I'm like what if he was what if everybody was just like fuck that we're out of here yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know. who, who needs to fight crime I mean, by that you point, gotta really yeah. just yeah, it's like, I mean, and again, I get it because it is all in all, it's not just a superhero movie, but it is supposedly, I guess, paying homage to all the superhero stuff. So that, like, that over the top part is the, the, the icing on the it's cake. Part of what they're aiming for, right? for, yeah, but, but unfortunately, it was just the final nail in the coffin for me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how, many, how many nails were in there, Mike? <laughs> well, I will say, aren't there supposed to be only like nine coffin nails? But this felt like. It felt like the whole cigarette pack. <laughs> I I would say that um, the last scene at the very end after the credits, that was just you know it was pretty funny. Oh, with uh, with with Paco. Yeah, he's like, I'll give you anything you want. I want that, Neil O'Neill. I liked how I like how it was Neil O'Neill. I'm like, it was just the stuff that was funny. I was like, Neil O'Neill, really? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Is um, Superman with Zingo? I didn't even yes. get that. I'm like, why is he Zingo? <laughs> is there anything else we want to mention before we go into renaming and ratings? No. Mm-mm. We beat this like a piñata, another Mexican thing that Mike would know about. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go into it. I'll go first because I'll give Rob some time. Yes. Um, renaming the movie. I'm going to rename it. I got two names for it. I'm kind of still battling it. It's either... Superheroes brought to you by Wish or um, <laughs> Unbreakable in Espanol. <laughs> Don't you insult that movie. <laughs> okay, maybe it's Unbreakable, Unbreakable brought to you by Wish in Espanol. Ralph? <laughs> I am going to call it Secret Origins of the Not-So-Secret Heroes that everyone knows and apparently there's a whole cult following and you know you got ham-fisted Things thrown in your face and all this jazz in Espanol. Hashtag don't drink the lemonade. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> all right, Mike. Well, you thought you had two names and that was a lot. I've actually got three renamed. Ooh, I either would call this. Yeah. Me, okay. Yeah. I could either call this Que Lastima, the motion picture ending. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's how it felt. Um, Murder She Wrote. Inked and colored. Uh, <laughs> okay. And of course, meanwhile, 22 murders later. Ah. <laughs> Not bad. All right. So let's do it, guys. Let's talk about ratings for Unknown Origins, a.k.a. Secret Origins. Ralph? I give this movie six acid-melted faces out of ten. I, okay. I right. Even though it had issues i quite enjoyed it and i ended up laughing quite a bit so that's why i get yeah, six i'll disagree with ralph i'm gonna i'm gonna give it five hairy butt cracks out of nowhere out of ten mm-hmm. i just couldn't it, it, i'll say this it, it was enjoyable it wasn't a hard watch it was just you know like some of the things was just so the dialogue just oh it's, like, it's like listening to a junior high school kid think he's writing he's like yeah you know i'm writing this well. okay i'll give you that i definitely give you that. yeah mike <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. I actually watched it twice and enjoyed it more the first time than the second, but I still enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it seven. Ms. Marvel never had a cape out of ten. 
That's right. I'm like, look at the costume. I'm like, why did they give her a cape? Why did they give her a cape? Why did they give her a cape? Because <laughs> windmills don't work to. like that. <laughs> you know what it was? She, um, she didn't want to show off her ass that much, so you need a cape. Guess so. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Unknown Origins, a.k.a. Secret Origins. I'm wondering if the movie would have been better if it was in Spanish and we understood it. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now more origins. <laughs> Ooh, how many more origins? As many as you want, baby. Wow. All right. that, that just sounded kinky. All right. <laughs> Everybody, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we've been recently on a hot streak. We've recently Woo! been getting it done. Um, Damn. Which means I just jinxed it because Rob's going to find some way to make extra long answers out of yes or no questions. Me? Eh. Me? And, and you don't have any yes or no yeah, questions. None I'm of sure. these questions are yes or no. <laughs> but even if I did, it could be true or false. Rob's like, well, technically. All right, okay. So. I, I take offense. My voice is much sexier than that. All right. If you're gonna imitate me, technically, there you go. Oh, I just sound, oh, oh. I, I just sound like like Buffalo Bill in the sounds of the land. There was a little tingle. He's, he's more like, he's like, mm, come up and see me sometime. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. what that's what Ralph sounds like to me. Yeah, that's all I hear. So sexy. Set, go. <laughs> if you could experience a hero's origin in real life, which would be the scariest, Mike? Cyborg, he's blown up, put together with alien tech, then becomes a lame superhero. <laughs> okay. Ralph? Uh, Dr. Manhattan? The dude is literally torn apart to the fucking atoms. Imagine you being there as well. Oh, fucking shit! I'm being torn you, apart! <laughs> you guys went for the tour up thing. That's pretty funny. Marvel versus DC. Who has the better street-level heroes? Ralph? Uh, what's a street-level hero, please define? Really? You can ask that question, Mike. <laughs> Marvel, all of DC's heroes are the ultimate whatever. Okay, yeah, you got skipped, Ralph. Fuck that. Um, who should have been the popular superhero costume for Halloween 2020 because 2020 has been is canceled? Ralph. Obviously. Who? Dr. Manhattan. I mean, come on. What's more 2020 than a big fucking dick? <laughs> I'm okay with that one. Uh, <laughs> I really am. I'm really okay with that one. I say it'd be Homelander, but then he'd be in the hospital with COVID because you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, I, hold on, wait, let me see. Let me just look at you right in the eyes. Yeah, I'm thinking what you're thinking. I'm thinking what you're thinking. I know you're cooking. I know you're cooking. That's right. <laughs> All right, well done, gentlemen, even though we didn't get it under. But hey, whatever. Shout outs. What kind of shout outs we got going? What's going on? I am shouting out to everybody to vote. If you are in America and you're an American citizen, vote, 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 vote. If you are not an American and you're listening to this, first of all, thank you all. Um, <laughs> then tell your American friends to vote, 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 vote. <laughs> that's, my, that's my shout out. Okay. All right. Ralphie boy. I would like to shout out uh, the people at Activision who made this amazing, wonderful game, which I'm holding up in an audio podcast called Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. This game is wow. great. I love it. Reminds me of my childhood. Can't stop playing it. Nice. Wow. Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, Wait, man. Um, didn't you, Mr. Cooper? Shout out to Mr. Cooper. Didn't you, Mr. Cooper, talk about that the other day? Or you and Kev? Yeah, it was, it, Kev. Was, it was me and Cooper. Uh, we had uh, a very strong disagreement. Quietly strong. Wait, wait, wait. A strong disagreement with Mr. Cooper? Please tell me more. I don't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. A strong disagreement with you and Mr. Cooper about video games? Yeah. He... Let's just say we have different tastes on, it, on good games. Okay. Was it a Yankees versus Jets video? Uh, Yankees versus the, the Mets video game? <laughs> it might as well have been. It could have been about Spider Man, too. No. I mean, you know, you know who he is. He, he's, if Spider-Man Spider was 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 umpiring a Yankees and Mets video game, his head would explode. <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy. His head would explode immediately. Yeah, I'm know. still telling him to listen to this episode. <laughs> he, he said, 
he he didn't appreciate Crash Bandicoot when it came out. He didn't like it. And I said, I loved it. You know, it just reminded me of good times. That was pretty much said, it. I didn't like it. And then you said, I love it. And that's how it went. Pretty much, pretty much. Well, now it explains, explains why Ralph is walking with a limp. <laughs> yeah. And that explains why he's walking in a wheelchair. Ooh. Walking in a which wheelchair. Is, which it is hard sense. to do. <laughs> it makes sense. Which is hard to do. <laughs> oh, bro. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to everybody that always listens, but a special shout out to Tinkerbell. Happy th- 30th birthday. I'm full of shit. I know that. But <laughs> happy birthday, Tinkerbell. I hope you catch this podcast within the month of your birthday. Otherwise, you're too slow. You fucking messed it all up. Thank you. <laughs> well, happy happy being three years older than me. <laughs> if, that's if you're 30. Wow. Mike, they're, they're instituting a new uh, law. The police are going to break down your house into your house and take you away if you keep lying so much. Right. <laughs> Which is why I only tell the truth. <laughs> Not, Mike, they're knocking on your door right now. I can see them. Oh my All God. right, 27 and a half. Oh, <laughs> you know, the months do tick by. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like ending the show on a lie, but we got to end it somewhere. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square Rock Tech, this is the cap saying keep it geeky. See you next time, guys. <laughs>